Welcome back to the Christian Formation Podcast. My name is Raven, and I'm the Communications Coordinator and Volunteer Services Coordinator here at Providence, and I'm with Andrew, one of our pastors. And this is our second episode of our book review series. We're super excited to dive into another one. The last one we talked about was over diversity, and this one is Prayer, How Praying Together Shapes the Church by John Onwachekwa. Hard last name to say. Nailed it. That was great. (laughs) Andrew, can you give us a short little overview of this book? Yeah. So John, because I can't say his last name, is a, (laughs) so he's a pastor and church planter. And so he's writing this book from uh, that kind of view of a, a planter, a guy who has a strong desire for the mission of God, for people getting connected into the church. But one of the things oftentimes when you're running at like a thousand things, specifically in planting, and we experienced this a few years ago with Providence, even though prayer can be one of the main things that we understand should be a part of our Christian life or should be a part of the church, he's just really honest with that can be one of the quickest things to kind of fade mm-hmm. and not be a strong element in the church. And so he gives a couple stories early on of just how frequent we can be in church uh, gatherings or we can go to small groups or whatever and just the shockingly low amount of prayer in these different places he just says is, is a problem and so the aim of his book is essentially not he, he's not trying to give a deep understanding or theology of prayer he really doesn't even try to communicate about how you as an individual should be praying to God. Uh, he's not saying those things are bad, but what he says is if you think of prayer as this giant, you know, pie, uh, his little slice that he's taking uh, in in the uh, emphasis of this book is to talk about how does prayer affect the church together. So mm-hmm. why should we, as a church together, corporately, communally? actually pray. And so he he's pretty clear up front that if you're looking for a book just on why you should pray more um, by yourself or different methods of prayer, he gets into those things a very, very little bit. But if that's what you're looking for, this is not the book. What he's trying to do, he even says this in the introduction to his book. He says his goal is to help churches learn to pray better and more as churches. So his goal is corporately as a body how do we pray better and how do we pray more frequently? And so um, one of the unique things about his story is that right as he was starting to plant his church, he had a brother that he was extremely close with that passed away suddenly. Mm. And he said that that shaped his understanding of prayer and his desire to pray more than anything else. And so at the very beginning, he gives this illustration that prayer is kind of like to our from our soul. It's kind of like what breathing is to our body. And so mm. he talks about how our bodies need to um, to breathe in and breathe out to have that constant like flow in and out so that our lungs can be filled and so that we can actually function. He says that prayer is actually similar in that with our soul's connection to God, we need to have this kind of two-way breathing out of prayer and this breathing in of like hearing from God. And so Mm -hmm. just like our bodies need to be breathing out and in, he says that for the health of your soul, you need to be doing that. And he goes on to say that that's not just an individual thing, but for the health of a church, we need to have a consistent breathing out and breathing in of prayer. And he just highlighted from the story of his brother's death that that's the thing where he said he felt like his soul couldn't breathe. It was one of those Mm -hmm. moments where he just felt disconnected from God. He felt like in more pain and suffering than he had ever felt before, but it was prayer that actually helped him kind of reconnect. And so he uses that as kind of a launching point to basically just say the book as a whole is to look at how the church can grow in praying better together and also just praying more frequently 
as a church body. And so he goes through um, a handful of different methods that we can use. And then at the very end, it's just extremely practical on why as a church we need to grow in prayer. Hmm. And I think that's something that everyone's experienced at some point in his or her life, just that debilitating feeling of, I don't really know what to do and crying out to the Lord and praying. That's something that we've experienced individually, but then why as a church is that important to pray together? Yeah. Yeah. I love that he said, so he says to be a Christian without prayer is no more possible than to be alive without breathing. And then he goes on to say to be a church without prayer is basically to be a dead church. Like that's just, Mm. you can't do this together. And so in the, in the book, he talks about um, how prayer is connected to the hope of the gospel. So if we think of the gospel of Jesus, what that does is it unites us with the presence of God. That's like our great hope is that right now, we experience the presence of God in part. Uh, that's big for our church is that we like want to encourage people to live all of life with the presence of God, that that's a huge element to what we want to be as a church. But he says that's the that our hope is not just that we taste it here, but that we experience that fully one day. Like that's what the mm-hmm. gospel's doing. Well, he says prayer is connected to that hope because prayer is a way that we commune with God here. So we're tasting that hope now. Mm-hmm. Um, but he goes on in the book to say that this isn't just a um, like an individual thing. So this hope of connection with God, he says it's not our or it's it's ours, not just mine individually. So he quotes another pastor that basically says the gospel is so connected to a community that to be a Christian, you have to basically talk about the church or being in a community that they're just so connected biblically that there's there just really isn't an idea of an individual Christian. It's being a Christian is your soul being saved, united to Christ, but also united with a people. And so in the book, he says this, he says, if prayer clings to the hope we share in Christ, then prayer should reflect our togetherness in Christ. If Mm -hmm. prayer has a gospel shape, then by implication, it must have a church shape. So what he's saying is that if prayer is connected to the hope we have in the gospel and the gospel forms a people or a a people that are united and together in Jesus, then prayer by definition has to connect with us as a people. And we need to be doing that together. Just like if your soul needs to be healthy, you need to be in prayer. If our church needs to be healthy, it needs to have a people that are not just individually praying, but praying together. Mm. And it even makes me think about scripture when it says where two or more are gathered, I am there. And just even being the body of Christ and how we are supposed to be united in more than ways than one. How have you seen that play out in our own church after you've read this book? How has this shaped the way that you've pastored? Yeah, I think that's been one of the things that um, has been interesting. So I did just read this book a couple weeks ago. I, I was telling Raven before I bought this book because in the fall, we were going to do a class on prayer and then we canceled it. And so <laughs> I bought the book in order to do the class because I thought this would be really helpful. If you've been around Providence for a while or you've come to some of our classes, you've probably seen some of these nine marks books. They're the little books that are colorful and they're all about how different elements of theology shapes the church. And so this is one of those. And so um, we've used those for classes before. So I bought it. We were going to use it in the class. And then we canceled the class. So just a couple weeks ago, I picked it back up and was like, well, I'm still going to read this. And so in reading it, one of the things that it did was it, it gave me a little bit more of conviction, I guess, that this really does matter to the life of the church. Mm-hmm. Um, any pastor you come across probably or should say that prayer matters in the life of the church, should say that our prayer gatherings or praying in church services or whatever is important. But I think if you if you actually look at church gatherings every Sunday morning, 
I don't know that what we say the importance of prayer is actually matches uh, what we do. Or when we think about, you know, setting up prayer gatherings, it can be really easy to, he even talks about this at the end, just to make excuses for them, to not go to them, to cancel them, whatever. I think this gave me a conviction that that, that if we are going to say that prayer matters, are we going to say that we're going to communicate with God and commune with him through prayer as a church, um, that that is the thing that kind of unites us together then we actually need to live that out. And so we probably haven't had enough time to let this shape a ton uh, practically, or if you're listening to this, you probably haven't felt this a ton yet. But one of the things, well, I'll say two things that we really want to grow in as a church, especially for me just in leading after reading this book is number one, we do want to begin praying more in our services. And so like on a Sunday morning when we gather together, um, we do want prayer to be a huge element. So he actually gives uh, another quote from another pastor saying that we should pray so much in our church gatherings that non-Christians get bored, um, mm. which is probably a little bit hyperbole, you know, <laughs> but I think what he's getting at is that we are so focused sometimes on making sure everyone feels comfortable on a Sunday morning, that people can come in. You don't have to have a Christian background to be there. And all that stuff is good to an extent. But when we start losing elements like prayer in a service, because some people may feel uncomfortable with that, or we don't really know how people respond or they're not used to it. He says that's going to be an issue because prayer mm-hmm. is like our lifeline. It's us as a church breathing together. And so when we gather together, whether that's in a city group on a Sunday morning or in a prayer gathering or whatever, prayer needs to be a huge element of that. And so one of the things I think is that we want to start incorporating more times of just prayer in our gatherings, um, because I think that's us together, breathing together and being healthy as a church. I think it's helpful for people in the church to know that their pastors are praying for them. And so as we pray there, we're just modeling that we want to be doing this throughout the week and being praying for people and encouraging them through prayer. And so when we gather together, it's kind of helping just show that. But it's also modeling prayer for people in the congregation. So in order for us to continually together be healthy in prayer, we fully recognize that it is abnormal to a lot of people to pray. We don't know how to pray. We don't know what we should be praying. So when we pray in our services or you have leaders praying, what that does is it begins to model that for people. And so I think the more we do that together, the more that people will actually begin praying um, by themselves, which is important. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say that's not important, but praying together actually will help shape your individual prayer life. So that's one. We want to keep doing that. The other thing is we really do want to emphasize um, our monthly like prayer and worship nights. I think that's a huge thing that I know for a lot of people can be easy to miss or easy to schedule other things around. Or um, I know there's a handful of our city groups, uh, which is like our small communities that uh, meet on Wednesday nights. And that almost feels like an off week when it's a prayer Mm -hmm. night. Like, okay, so now I don't have to go to anything. I really, really, really want to press that this is a huge part of the life of our church. That when we come together and we pray to God together, we pray for one another, we're singing together, that's actually shaping our souls together in ways that um, just other things that we do don't do. And so we really do want to emphasize those. We want to put time into those and make sure those are just well attended or or having people there that actually do want to pray and uh, do that together as a community. Yeah. And for people who are interested in this book and think that it could be something they would like to read, how long is it? How dense is it? What is it like? 
Yeah, so this book is really short. If you've read any of their little Nine Marks books, you know, I, I think it's probably 150 pages or so. Really short, really easy to read, maybe seven or eight chapters. Really accessible. I would say... Again, if you're looking on, maybe you're just starting to think about prayer or you want to kind of individually, you want to grow in maybe some different models of praying and stuff. Again, this probably isn't the book for you. Um, there's other books that we could recommend or maybe we'll do a podcast over at some point on more individual prayer. But two things. One, if you are a leader in your church and so if you're at Providence and you're a staff member or you lead a ministry or you lead a city group or you lead a huddle or something, you have people that you're leading, um, I would definitely read this book because what it's going to do is help encourage you that in whatever sphere that you're leading, you need to think about how can we incorporate prayer into these gatherings, these times, or this people that I'm leading. So if you're a leader, this book is like a must read. If you're just a member in either Providence or you're at another church and you're listening to this and you're a member of a church, I would really encourage you to, one, give this book to your pastor. So buy it and give it to them because <laughs> uh, this is really important. Um, but also read through it and then just consider what it would look like for you to help your church pray better and mm. more together. And so if you're a, a member at a church that's not Providence and you just notice that maybe there's not a, a vibrant prayer uh, life together as a, as a church body, I would just encourage you, would you maybe read through this, get some maybe motivation or some conviction on this, and then just ask a pastor or a leader in your church and just say, hey, could I, could I maybe lead a prayer gathering? Or could I start gathering some people around? Or maybe lead a small group and start incorporating some of these things? Because he goes through a few different models of prayer. So he talks about the Lord's Prayer as kind of a template for us. He also talks about um, the model called Acts. And so it's adoration, uh, which is just our praising God, confession, our confessing of sins, thanksgiving, so being thankful for God's grace and the gospel and how he restores us, and then supplication, which is like requests. And so he gives a few of those models. Maybe it's just you getting some people together and starting to do some of those models. He also mm -hmm. talks about the role of prayer in missions and evangelism. Uh, and so maybe it's getting some people together and just praying for people that don't know Jesus, things like that. So even if you're not a pastor or a leader in a church, I think this is still helpful. And I think it can help maybe encourage you to lead from the middle a little bit um, and still helping your church grow in its prayer uh, and just praying together. Right. And I love what you said with it doesn't matter where you are within the church or what leadership position that you have. It's really starting with you as an individual and then being able to change culture because culture can't just change in a vacuum. Right. There needs to be one person who kind of sparks something and then have multiple people come alongside and then all do that together. Yep. And especially since we see prayer is so important in scripture, then this is something that would need to happen for a church. Yeah. yeah and he even says, I don't think if you're if you're a Christian and you're listening to this you've probably heard and you probably get that prayer is important. We hear that. We understand that. He also says everyone would say their prayer life isn't as good as it should be, right? So there, there's this disconnect between we know it's important and we know it's not there. And while we need to grow in that individually, he says that one of the ways that even you can grow individually in your prayer life is by doing it with other people, having set times where you're gathering with other people, where you're praying um, for one another. And, and just like anything, we're going through a reading plan right now as a whole church going through the whole Bible it's easier to commit to those things and to stay accountable when you're doing it in community. So just like mm -hmm. prayer, if you feel like, man, I rarely ever pray, well, just set a time maybe before work once a week and get some people around you and just pray together for 30 minutes, something yeah. like that. It's just helpful. And again, like he said, this is our communion with God. We talk a lot about our, our individual unity with Christ. 
But we also need to remember that we together as a people are united to Christ. Mm -hmm. And so we're not only united just to him, but we're united to each other. And prayer is one of the ways that we together as a people can breathe in, breathe out with Jesus. And we get to taste kind of that, that hope that we get that we as a people will commune with him forever. Yeah. So again, if you are interested in this book, it's called Prayer, How Praying Together Shapes the Church by John Onwachekwa. And if you have any questions, reach out, let us know. You can comment below on any of our social media channels or send us an email at info at providenceomaha.org. And we're going to finish our time today by praying. So Heavenly Father, God, thank you so much for this time that we get to spend together in prayer, even if people are in their cars right now or headed to work or just at home. Lord, we are all united and we are praying together as your body. And so we just come before you and humbly ask, would you lead us in this desire to pray more and just be connected? Lord, would the taproot of our souls be connected to you every single day as we come to you in prayer? And so Jesus, would we truly taste and see that you are good this week? Father God, would you just move in our churches and move in our lives? In Jesus' name, amen. See you guys next time.